Welcome to Figuring It Out, a podcast to help you master your craft, solve some of life's challenges, and find joy in your personal and professional life. My name is Kevin England. I am a proud father, a lifelong entrepreneur, and the CEO of Vonazon, a digital marketing, advertising, and media agency in Southern California serving clients worldwide. In each episode, we'll share heartfelt stories and practical advice from myself and other amazing guest speakers. So let's dive right in and figure it out together. Okay, if you remember in our last episode, episode two, we talked about the, diff- the four different senses that my mentor, Bob, discussed with us on, with regards to in-person engagements and how to create that emotional connection. And we coined it, right? The four senses of a first impression. You know, that's, that's what we talked about as an in-person, creating that, di- that emotional connection for an in-person conversation. It's time to now talk about how we translate that into a digital connection. And I'm gonna go through those four different senses and we'll talk about how to translate that into a digital connection. And the first thing that Bob talked about was touch. And he mentioned that firm, friendly handshake for an introduction, how important that is. And then the second one he talked about was vision. And he talked about mirroring another person's body language or, or looking at their facial expressions in order to respond appropriately. And the third one he talked about was hearing. And he mentioned how actively listening to another person's pain points and challenges can help you establish that emotional connection with the person sitting right across from you. And then the fourth one that Bob talked about was speech. And he talked about framing a solution, you know, that the other person, about the other person's problem using their own words and establishing our own credibility. All right, so the first one that's up is touch, right? Now, obviously, it's not like we can reach out and shake the hand of another person, you know, right over the internet, especially, you know, if if we're talking to a, a, a large audience or a mass group of people, or can we? I mean, technology has afforded us with so many means to provide an introduction. And if step one is really just introducing ourselves with the ability to touch people without the physical interaction, well, I think that we can absolutely do that through a digital connection. And, and I think that you're already thinking the same way. You know, there are so many channels out there that allow us to introduce ourselves. So the first channel that I'm thinking about is social media. And these days, almost everyone you meet or you even market to is active at least on one social media platform or another. And these platforms give our audience a lens into who we are, into our business, and into our experience, our voice, and even our values. And it's the cool thing is that they can do this all without leaving the comforts of their home or their businesses or the screens in front of them. And that's why I think that 32% of consumers check out a brand's social media presence before even checking out their website. It's things like text and photos and video content that can help us to start conversations with really any audience and allow us to show a more personal side to who we are. The social media channels that you use should be ones that are most really organic to your product or your brand. Um, they should be the ones that, you know, where you would think that your potential customers would spend the majority of their time. And I'll give you some examples on that. If your customers are largely business-to-business professionals, like engineers or people in a professional services, then I would think that LinkedIn 
is an obviously great place to start. Or if your customers happen to be between the ages of 16 and 24, then maybe you should look at TikTok or like a clone of TikTok, like Reels or Thriller, and, and give those a closer look. The next channel that I would take a look at is website. I mean, you know, your website is often the first encounter with your brand. You know, your, your website uh, should be designed in such a way that, that from the get-go, people learn who you are. And not just about what you do, but why you do it. And I would be concise on who you are, what you do, and why you do it, because that's an important part of that entire emotional connection. And in today's world, it's imperative that you be authentic in your communication style. I mean, visitors don't want to see, hear, or read, you know, corporate jargon or like goggly gook, unless you're going to sell a book on corporate jargon and, and goggly gook. Okay. Um, now they want to see a, a side of you that's clear and concise about what you do and why you do it. And they want to see up front how you can help them solve many of their problems. So be sure to think in the terms of like problem and solution and also include this is an important part, the what's in it for me, from your customer's perspective. You know, from your customer, what's, what's in it for them and how are they going to benefit from the information that they're looking at. The site should also be very easy to navigate and, and, and even be able to be mobile responsive, of course, you know, for a smartphone. The user experience in today's world is increasingly important and visitors will bail in seconds. In fact, if your site takes more than like 2.5 seconds to load, the majority says that they're going to be gone. The next channel is search. This is how people will find your website. I mean, basically in the first place, this is how people find you. Now, there's a variety of different search, you know, methodologies. There's paid search and organic search. Um, and we all know that the search engines that are out there, let's say, you know, Google, Bing, Yahoo, I mean, it's irrelevant which search engine people use on their daily basis. The whole point is that they find you. And, and, and SEO or search engine optimization or SEM, which is search engine marketing, can help you to be visible to anybody searching on topics, remember that, on topics or keywords related to your business or your products. You know, this is usually the customer's first touch point for gaining an introduction to who you are and what you stand for and, again, why they actually should be listening to you. I mean, you have to think of it but like back in the day when, when Bob and I were, were starting our business or, or working on a business, we were using things like the yellow pages or word of mouth referrals. Now we have technology which allows us to get to a, a much bigger range of people. And these digital channels are all about developing an introduction. An introduction to you as an individual, your business, and your brand. The strategies that I'm just talking about um, aren't intrusive strategies because they're, you're, you're not pushing out information to this audience. Instead, this is all about those people reaching out to you to learn more you know, about who you are. And in marketing, we call this inbound marketing. It allows your customers and prospects the opportunity to create their own journey, their own digital journey, to learn more about you through the research that they're doing digitally. You know, this type of introduction is literally the best way to start that emotional connection. All right, so we're going to go on to number two now, which is that second sense that Bob mentioned, which is vision. 
And again, you know, we can't physically see our prospect or review their body language or facial expressions, right? Especially online or over the internet. But what we can do is we can do research about our audience before they reach out to us or we reach out to them. And the questions that we need to ask ourselves have to include things like who is our audience? You know, what are, what are their true pain points and challenges? And once we do this research and capture this type of information, you know, we can create content that will resonate with them on a more emotional level. Now, recently, I bought my wife, because she wanted this, and it's her birthday, <laughs> a Peloton. Now, they had been, you know, marketing to her because she's somebody who wants to be physically fit and doesn't have the time to make it to the gym. And right now, there's some challenges with going to the gym, as we all know. So that was great marketing. They understood their audience. And so they marketed based on that type of audience. Those are just the basics, though. There's so much more research that we need to undertake or truly understand with regards to our prospects and customers, and you'll need to spend the time to do that. Now, we're going to put a label on this process, which you might already know the label, and it's basically your job to build out a detailed description of your best prospects and your best customers and categorize them, and we as marketers call this building your buyer personas. But I'm going to label it a little differently. Because as we're talking about what Bob brought to us, we're going to call this our digital vision. And this helps us to see them by providing a clear picture of their pain points and challenges and how we can actually resolve them. Now, the third one that Bob talked about was listening. So how do we listen to a person you know, or a group or even a larger audience without meeting them face to face? Well, this is where we need to use our digital vision to define and develop content that creates that, that sense of trust, trust in our brand, trust in our business. And this is, this is really important these days because trust is the foundation of building an emotional connection. And without it, you don't have a relationship, you know? It's, 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 like a, you know, it's, it's like a simple acquaintance and not necessarily a relationship that you're trying to build. All right, let's dig into this and let's talk about this a little deeper. And I'm going to talk about why content is so important. And I think what you have to ask yourself is what type of content would you consider as trustworthy? Now, I'm going to tell you what I think. First of all, don't try to sell me on anything. Don't try to sell me on your business. You know, again, the, underline the word sell. Um, I don't want a brochure, you know, on, on a specific product that talks about the features of the product. I mean, think about it from that perspective. And think about it from the perspective that people see, on average, 5,000 ads every day. So forget about the hard sell because it's not going to work. Instead, teach me. Teach me something new or different that relates to me that, uh, you know, relates to my industry, my business, or teach me something that's going to make my life better. So the answer to that original question is that in order to build a trustworthy emotional connection with our prospects and customers, we need to distribute content that educates them and that helps them. All right, don't believe me on this. Let's check out the stats. <laughs> 
A recent study shows that consumers are 130%, 131% more likely to buy and support a brand after reading a piece of educational content. And 71% say that they've reviewed a helpful blog post while on their buying journey. And then another thing is businesses publishing helpful posts get almost, get this, four times the traffic than businesses who post nothing. Your business wants four times the traffic. My business wants four times the traffic. That's pretty awesome. But what do you trust, you know? What do you trust that an education can do? And why would you actually want to develop that out? Because you want to be able to get your customers and prospects to engage with you. I'll spell it out again. Remember, you know, we have to go back to our digital vision and research those pain points and challenges of our prospects and then build an ed the educational content to solve those problems by teaching them. And if we do that, they'll keep coming back because they'll trust us and understand what they need because we understand what they need. And we'll be able to deliver that. So what we're doing is we're essentially listening to the needs of our prospects and clients and delivering the right message to the right, pro uh, to the right person, which goes back to our digital vision. We're missing something, though, because the actual marketing term is to deliver the right message to the right person at the right time. So to truly be listening to our buyer customer prospect, we need to be able to know when and where they want to see that message and on, on what channel. Well, this, friends, listeners, technology has done it again for us. And they have given us something that is like huge, which is artificial intelligence, AI. It's available on almost every platform. And now through a variety of sales and marketing interfaces and different platforms all using AI or artificial intelligence, we can track behaviors of our audience and we can categorize that and even target it. We can target those prospects and customers. And here's the cool thing. We can quietly wait on the side until it's the right time on the right channel for those people to engage with our content. Thus basically delivering up a seamlessly, a seamlessly organic response. And at that point, we are now truly listening digitally. All right, so now there's speech. And that was the fourth and final sense that, uh, that Bob taught me, you know, 30 years ago. It was really when to and when not to speak. And when I finally did, what to finally say. You know, fortunately, we can't interrupt our audience. I mean, you know, in mid-sentence online. But wait, can we? Let me tell you how we interrupt our audience every day and how companies do this every day. And it's with that annoying spam that comes every day from the same company over and over again with sales information, not even educational content, with sales information trying to sell me on something. Well, what about those annoying pop-ups or those impersonal robotic chatbots? You know, or the worst thing that drives me crazy is calling me incessantly unprovoked. These are ways that people and companies interrupt us in our daily lives 
because they haven't taken Bob's advice from the beginning, which is to stop, shut up, and listen, and then speak. But what Bob did teach us was to be knowledgeable, authentic, and confident when we finally do get the opportunity to speak to our client and prospect, either you know through like a Zoom session, a webinar, a virtual event. You know, we need to make sure that we establish our credibility as experts, highlight our shared values, and show that we know how to listen, especially to our defined audience. Just like Bob did when he sat in front of me behind that desk, he, he showed me that he knew how to listen by almost mirroring the content and providing me with information that was important that helped me to establish that emotional connection. And finally, onto that bonus sense that I mentioned in the last one, which was scent, right? Or as um, you know, I put it in, in that last episode, the ability to pick up the, uh, the invisible, the unseen signals, and to interpret the world around us or to shape our impression of our brand in our marketing. And we in the world of marketing call this brand perception. And these, you know, sometimes unintended signals are often, you know, kind of, in many cases, out of our own control. And they can include anything from, you know, comments about you on, uh, about your brand on social media feeds, reviews about your products on sites like Amazon and others, or unfortunately, maybe some unflattering comments um, on sites like Glassdoor, Indeed, and, and a few others. The bottom line is that you can use social media monitoring tools or even simple brand perception surveys on your website. And these are cheap, you know, or even you can get more advanced with advanced reputation management software, you know, on the other, uh, you know, kind of on, on, a, on the other end of a spectrum. And here's the thing, to sniff out <laughs> any unseen or unintended social signals that you need to be responding to before they become a big stink <laughs> um, that can damage our first impression, which is so important in creating that emotional connection. All right, I think you get the point. So where does this leave us? Well, we're just, these are, these are just a few of the things that we can do to establish an emotional connection with our customers and prospects through a digital connection. You know, and that's really what we set out to learn even in the last episode. You know, and thanks to Bob's four senses of the first impression, you know, as we, as we run through kind of now the more modern digital marketing lens, you know, this is kind of where we're at today. If you have any questions about any of the marketing concepts that I, that I touched upon, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach out to me at any time at kevin.england at bonazon.com. I have so much more that I'd love to share with you, and I, and I, I hope that you'll tune into future episodes where we can, in ex, can we, can, can explore more about what it takes <laughs> to be successful in business and in life. In the next episode, we're going to explore how to build an emotional connection with your employees, which is actually extremely critical than ever before, especially in today's world. So until then, I'm Kevin England, and keep figuring it out. <laughs>